Sean. And I'm Carrie. Sean's an ex-cop who does happier things now. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> and Carrie's a New York Times and internationally best-selling children's book novelist. We live in Down East Maine, and our podcast is a little funky. We start off with a random thought we recorded in bed, or the kitchen, or the car, and then we give a writing tip, and a dog tip for life, because our dogs are wise and smart and like to be included. <laughs> We're not hoity-toity. We're not all trash talk, although we try. We're just us. So thanks for joining us. Please like, subscribe, and be cool. Yeah. Thanks for listening, and dogs are smarter than people. And we begin with a random thought. Let's do it, baby. Yeah. Vista Cruiser. You know what? Vista Cruiser. Not me. My parents. When you were a little was kid? It, was a hand-me-down from my great-grandparents. Yeah, when I was a little kid. And that was a car on the 70s show? Yeah, the, they had a station wagon, the parents, on that 70s show. That was a Vista Cruiser. Wow. It actually had a rumble seat in the back in the little cargo area. Part of it flipped up and turned into a seat so like two kids could sit back there. Oh my god. But then they outlawed that because they figured out when we were driving down the road with the back window cracked that carbon monoxide would come in there or something. Oh no, that explains a lot, babe. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that was a cool car. Wow. Did you that have was... seat belts in the back or anything? I don't remember. God, who wore seat belts? We used to stand up on the seat and jump around, remember? Stand on the floor and hold on to the headrest yes. of the front seat. And pretend you were water skiing. That's what how, I did. Yeah, but how cool was it to talk to your parents from that from that position? <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> I remember when I was a little kid, I fell out of a Chevy Impala. Out the door? Yeah. Well, that's not a Vista Cruiser, but anyways. Well, we were talking about Chevy Close and Palace before our random thoughts. Yeah, started, we were. Because this old before you car s- drove by. Sneakily turned on the. Yeah. Anyways. It's random thought on the porch. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, when I was little, I fell out of the car. Like, yeah, that I just explains think- a lot, babe. <laughs> <laughs> I distinctly remember, like, we were driving on Route 101 in New Hampshire, right yeah. by the IGA, and my mom was going to turn into the IGA, and I was in the back seat. And I remember thinking, I wonder what will happen. If I open this if door. If I open the door. And lean and, out. Yeah, I was like, I'll log roll. And I did. I uh, log rolled. And I, like, will forever remember my mother screaming. Yeah, noise, I can only imagine. And the tires. <laughs> And I didn't get hurt because she was slowing down. And the tires screeching. I think I was like four. Oh my word. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. I wasn't allowed to do anything after that one. No, I would have hog tied you and told you in the back seat. <laughs> Every trip. I just had like the impulse. Like, I just really wanted to open that door. You know, when I was, like, two, I had the impulse that if I jumped into the television screen and could somehow dive through the glass, I'd be in the cartoon. Did you But I that? never tried. <laughs> it's called impulse control. Whatever. <laughs> I remember thinking, she's slowing down. And I thought, now. And I totally did it. Was it while she was turning? Um, yeah. Did you roll out in the parking lot or the No, highway? into a ditch. It was oh. a grassy ditch. Oh, like right at the inter- of the highway parking lot intersection, maybe? No, it was on in the... In the middle? It was on like the, the Route 101. No, yeah. it was on the grassy side by the IGA, which was on my right. right? Oh, so was she... And I, she was slowing down. I thought she was turning in. She was going to turn in. But she in. hadn't started yet. No. Oh, I got And you. I rolled into the ditch in between the road and the IGA parking lot. I got you. It was bumpy. Well, no joke. <laughs> You're lucky. 
<laughs> I don't know. You didn't roll on some broken bottles or hit your head on the pavement or something, or did you? That would explain a lot too. <laughs> Writing tip of the paw. We'll go trim some hedges. Oh, we've been trimming a lot of cedar hedges. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, because that's how sexy our life is. <laughs> and speaking of sexy, the title of this week's podcast is... Are you a seductress or do you fall out of cars? Uh, you can be both, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, this is an archetype, the seductress. And last week we talked about the misfits and the mavericks, another archetype, because they too are sexy as hell, right? Heck yeah. And what does Merriam-Webster say our archetype is, Sean Kelly? The original pattern or mold of which all things of the same type are representations or copies. So, archetypes, according to Tammy Nance, helps us understand what our character's what makes them tick, right? Yeah. And she says that when you're writing, you should ask yourself, what does my character fear? What motivates them? And what do they care about the most? Oh. And while I'm afraid to talk about the seductress archetype on the podcast with Sean, because his mind goes um, places. Yeah. This week, we are indeed talking about the seductress archetype. I'm, I'm going to be great. Now. You're not allowed to use the word excited for this entire podcast. Did I just use it? Yeah. Oh, it's too late. <laughs> All right. I'll, instead of excited, I'll say. No. Swing. No. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. Oh, most listeners I'm won't even so get that reference. Sorry. Man. I'm so sorry. Okay. So over on the Reedsy blog, the seductress is explained very well. Would you like to... Read the quote from the Reedsy blog. I will. At reedsy.blog. I'll give you whatever you want. Oh, gosh. <laughs> is the refrain of the seductress, a character that comes in all shapes, sizes, and genders. They might offer power, sex, love, money, or influence. But remember, these things always come with strings attached. Not swings attached. <laughs> but maybe... <laughs> If a seductress is involved, <laughs> the moral of the tale is almost always, don't believe anything that's too good to be true. The strengths of the seductress, according to the Reed Z blog, are... Allure. Charisma. Lack of morals. The weaknesses, according to the Reed Z blog, are... The emptiness of their promises. So sad, man. And their desire is, according to the Reed Z blog... Control. And some examples... You can say the first one. <laughs> Delilah from Samson and Delilah. 90% of the female characters in the Odyssey. And some more examples would be like Mystique and X-Men and Meg and Hercules. Mephistopheles and Faust. There you go, baby. Yeah. You remembered how to say it. I'm so proud of you. No, I pronounced, I, I did it, how do you, what's it called? No, that's how you say it. I know. Oh, phonetically. I yeah. phonetically went through each letter yeah. while you were talking. All right, so. I have a question. Okay. Seductress can be of any gender, yes. but the word seductress to me inherently points to female, doesn't exactly. it? Exactly, and that shows a gender bias and not just 
And basically every single person who talks about the seductress archetype. Yeah. And that's a gender bias that's reflected in our culture. But yes, the man can be the seductress too. What would a male be? The seductress. A seductor. Yes, pretty much. The seducer. The seducer. Swing. So. <laughs> Glad to see it's working. <laughs> I can't do this when you make me laugh too much. <laughs> All right, so Valeria Black, writing for the Writing Cooperative, see, I have my calm NPR voice now, oh, yeah. had a very definite take on the seductress, which seems a wee bit reductive, but she said, quote, The seductress cares deeply about being in the spotlight. She loves attention and the way people fall head over heels for her. But most of all, she loves being the most admired woman in the room. Why? Because if you dig deep enough... She is a child and a dreamer at heart who craves constant stimulation in the quest for her one true love. This hidden quest for lasting love is the main reason why it seems like this true, like she strings people along. But in reality, it's because she just gets bored quickly. End quote. And then she moves on. Yes. To another victim. Uh, or they. They move on to another yeah, victim. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. willing participant. Um... And anyways, so this is so cool to think about if you have one of those characters or one of these people in your life, right? Uh-huh. It could be a character in your story. It could be a person in your life. Yeah. And I think we all know one of these seductors. I don't know how to spell. Oh, seducers or seductresses. The person who's all about sexual and physical validation and doesn't know what to do without it. You know anybody like that? I can think of you, one. baby. What? Oh, um, no, no. Sorry, no. I was just guessing. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> just kidding. We're never going to make it through quarantine. Okay, so. We're not even under quarantine well, anymore. We we're technically, are, we're yeah. self imposed quarantine. Okay, so, anyways, Sean's a jerk, and I'm not a seductress archetype. That is the least archetype I am. Anyways. Anyways. Hmm. Their self-worth comes from capturing as many admiring looks or hearts as possible. Now, is that me? Yes, I know people like that. Okay, but is that me? Can we just tell everyone that's not me? Oh, no. So we can stay No, married. that's not okay. So Oh, she threatened me. Did you hear Yeah, that? I did. Uh, because I'm totally willing to threaten man. for truth. So, they are... The seducers or the seductresses are dependent on other people's affection and attention. And it makes it hard sometimes for both them and their friends because their dark side is like the femme fatale in Sharon Stone as in Basic Instinct, right? Right. So, um... Yeah... I was going to tell you yesterday the story about my mom. She's so seductress? Yeah. Uh, so my mom, who is dead, God bless her soul, um, is, we were talking about corn yesterday. Oh, yeah. yeah and, yeah. like, when I was a little kid, like, the only fresh vegetable we usually got was corn on the cob. Yeah. And it, my mom would get really excited about going to Clark's Farm and having an excuse to go to Clark's Farm to get the corn on the cob. Um, and Mr. Clark yeah. um, would give my mom, who was a very flirty lady, uh-huh. um, in the a really cow, calm huh? way. No, not that. Good. Oh, <laughs> Anyways. Oh, I'm so sorry, Mom. Okay, so anyways, <laughs> she would go there and she would flirt so hard with Mr. Clark. And half the time she got the corn for free. 
Oh, really? Yes. Totally. And she would be so mad if it was Mrs. Clark at the farm stand. Oh, my and word. And not Mr. Clark, because then she'd be paying full price for her corn cobs. <laughs> and my mama, who was a very smart lady, but she was also, like, her, her self-worth came from... Having people bolstered up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, like, having people like her and think she was a cutie face, which she totally was. She had some other things going on for her, so she wasn't perfectly the seductress archetype. But right. we have some friends. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I can think of tons of people. Yeah. Of, all, of both genders. Yes. For sure. Yes. Oh, yeah. All right. So, anyways, if you think about it, your mom might be one, too, or your dad. So, or maybe you are. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I think my whole personality is a reaction to my mom's personality. Like, I'm like, I Uh-oh. can't be this because this is what my mom was. Good part of it I'm basically is. asexual because my mom was so sexual. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so it's interesting. Anyways, that same Reads You blog that we were quoting before has some very great advice, not about moms, but about archetypes. Right? Yeah, you but wanna... your mom could be an archetype. <laughs> and so, for, do you want to read it, baby? For authors, character archetypes are a useful concept to understand. If only to save you from try- tying yourself in knots, trying to create stories and characters completely unlike anything that's come before. Every story has already been told, so focus on what matters most to readers. Creating rich specific worlds populated by people living specific lives whose struggles are so grounded in realistic human behavior that their stories become universal no matter where the reader is from but the thing is that this is true about life too when you understand those three questions we talked about in the beginning you understand your family and your friends and your enemies a lot more what motivates the people you love so the writing tip of the pod all condensed is Think about your archetypes and your story. Yeah. Think about those three questions. What does your character fear? What motivates her? What do they care about the most, right? Mm -hmm. And see what archetypes they fall under. Do you have a seductress or seducer archetype in your story? Maybe you need one. We all can't be the goody goodies. That's true. We are all motivated for different things, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I really find it offensive that every reference... So that is in a female gym. It is kind of offensive, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, but that's because I think there are male archetypes and female archetypes, and like, ooh, there's no like in between or sharing or combining, right? But there totally is. Um, yes. And I can, I'm, I'm being offended from both sides. Yeah, I know. Like the female perspective and the male perspective. Do you know male seducers? Of course. There's yeah. Good, I mean, maybe. Maybe not, well, yeah, attempted seducers, let's put it that way. They're all striving for the same thing, and that's some sort of mental validation through physical validation. Yeah. That's kind of how it seems to boil down, you know? But it should not be gender specific. No, it really should. We should work on changing that. We should. You know? I know. After... We're All these other the equal rights things are taken care, care of. Take care of last Because <laughs> it's kind of piddly. <laughs> but it's a little piddly thing that's part of the bigger oh, big, it sure big is. picture sure, of like, you sure. know, gender oppression and sexism and stuff. Yep, that's right. And now there is on the and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That's a very good point. I'm so glad you're bringing it. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, you know what? Hello. Show me. people's validation is a really hard way to live when you are all about capturing as many people's affections for your own self-worth what do you do when you're rejected for many of us being sexy only lasts so long right that's right not true for spidey though well yeah it sort of is because he didn't say sexy we humanized it by putting that word in there but he's like you're not a puppy forever bro you're not a puppy forever yeah oh man that's why he's gone from just getting in your lap and rolling around to walking up and hitting you on the knee with his paw when he wants <laughs> Demanding attention. You know? It's oh, kind of like a human being. The older to get, the less you sashay into the room. Yeah. <laughs> and try to smoothly get what you want. And, like, it's true. Like, you know, like, let's say you're a, a man uh-huh. who has spent his whole entire life making sure like being super flirty in a way that gives them like there's nothing wrong with being a little flirty obviously but like being super flirty and Mm -hmm. that's all that he really is and all he wants is to get as many ladies liking him Mm -hmm. as possible right Mm -hmm. but then suddenly he is 87 and he's gonna last another 13 years because he's a long-lived guy right Mm -hmm. and nobody's giving him that hot guy attention anymore not unless he's paying for it. Right. And like, <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> and like, and so then he starts hating on all the 20 year old guys who look like The Rock or Chris Evans or whoever you think is sexy. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and, and he's filled with jealousy and he has no self worth anymore because all his self worth was about the validation from other people. That's so sad. That is, that's horrible. And I know people like this. It's a good thing you give Sparty a lot of love still. I know. But dogs don't want us to ha- that to happen, right? No, not at all. No, you got to get your worth from, like, your intelligence, too, and your caring of other people. That's and right. It's hard when you're an archetype. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Unless you're a superhero. And the seductresses and seducers of the world, they get a lot of jealousy, too, right? Because they're so hot and, like, everybody's liking them. And you're like, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes me ever because you also, even if you're not that archetype, you want somebody occasionally to like you usually. Not always, yeah. But like, you know, most of us do. It's human nature mostly. Right. And so then those poor seducers and seductresses don't have any, like it's so much harder for them to have like really good friendships. Right. Because they're so focused on getting the Their hoopa, own hoopa. needs met, right? I, I just made up the phrase hoopa hoopa. Oh. Whereas you were very intelligent well, yeah. and said I know. It doesn't even it. have to be that way. No, it just has to be the knowledge that, yeah, if I, if I wanted that person, I could have them. Yeah, I have, you know what yeah, I, mean? I have a friend, or I used to have a friend, who um, constantly flirted with every man I was with. Oh, yeah. Like, she never stops. Yeah. And she, like, ignores her female friends if they're with their husbands and only talks to their husbands. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And she's a perfect example because most of her friendships are so shallow 
because everybody's like, what are you doing? Right. Like, why do you blow me off if my random husband is here? Right. Not random husband. But you know what I mean? I like, know what you mean. If, like, there's one guy in this group of, like, 30 women, she's going to only talk to the guy. Right. And it's not because she's a tomboy. Right. But it's because she wants to make sure that guy thinks she's adorable. Right. And I that's so you. frustrating. It makes me so sad for her. Yeah. It is, it is sad. Yeah. Especially when you do it all. It is. Your boobs are saying. Okay. <laughs> you just ruined the entire podcast and what? your earlier you sweet get, Wait, you didn't even get to the, the male. You didn't like to get saying. to the male part. No, because it's going to be about physicality. You unshwing me. I was going to say where your testicles are dragging. Okay, now we're explicit and we have to crop <laughs> all this off. Those are scientific. Well, not boobs are not scientific, but <laughs> testicles are. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. It's not explicit. It's kind of explicit. But it shouldn't be. All of us shouldn't be about the physical aspects. I, of I'm not making it about the physical. About. But if you're going to be a seductor, you're obviously concentrating it. Don't do it. awards but i don't even know what they would be anyways um, that's not our motivation there oh definitely not no we, we have no motivation for the fun. <laughs> <laughs> but you haven't distracted me from my thought nice try but i can fit i'm done with that all i was saying is that that type of person has a lot of attachment to their physical aspects yeah often so, they do I guess. so the, the, the self-security must start setting <laughs> I mean, when I look at myself in the mirror nowadays, I'm like, whew, good thing Carrie loves me. <laughs> I don't know this, nobody else can look at this body. That's not true, and that's Holy not why smokes. you should stay with me, and you should also not be thinking about other people looking at your body. Oh, I do like, only in the way of, like, I don't want to scare anybody. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's also really sad your statements make me sad because in our society it's all like oh well you stop being hot and physically attractive once you things start sagging or once you get wrinkles which it shouldn't be no and that's the no. other side of that factor is like yeah. when you find somebody that like I'll always think you're sexy oh yeah yeah even when you're like 90 showing yeah. We'll still be, I might be taking about oh, that group. Okay, okay. Anyways. Okay. Anyways. Um, yeah. Dog tip for life. Oh, I forgot we were doing dog tip for life. <laughs> so did everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm hopefully so they're as intrigued by the conversation as I am. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not everybody. Huh? I'm just telling everyone I love them. Stay safe and well and healthy. Oh, yeah. Stay safe and health, healthy and well. And well. And swingy. Swingy. Use them, crow. Use them. Oh, man. Don't be swingers. Just be swingy. <laughs> be whatever you are. That's right. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate you listening to the podcast. You can find us everywhere. And you've already found us once if you're listening now. And like Apple Music, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and more. Just Google Dogs Are Smarter Than People. Then like and subscribe. The notes to the podcast are also always on Carrie Jones Books.blog. Carrie is spelled C-A-R-R-I-E.
I realized I don't always tell people that. And we'd like a shout out. The music that we've clipped and shortened in this podcast is awesome and is made available through the Creative Commons license. Who is the artist and what song is this? It's Night Owl by Broke for Free. You can go to the podcast episode notes and find a link right to it. Listen to that fantastic music all the time. Yeah, man. So, what do we got coming on in our lives, love? Well, right now, um, we've released the book, The Places We Hide, which is an adult mystery. And it's good. It's so good. I mean, obviously, I'm biased, but it truly is good. John just thinks it's really good because the main character, he thinks, is him. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, possibly. <laughs> we won't tell. <laughs> um, also, I am doing a course. I've started a course. A course? A course. What kind of course? It's a bit like a distance MFA program, and people get to hang out together yeah. um, in a Zoom chat once every month, and I give them feedback for their stories every month. They submit 20 pages, and there's a Facebook group, and we have a bunch of people already signed up, which is awesome um, because... So it's like a, a writing course. It's a writing course that's also very supportive and helps build community. So you get direct feedback from me and love from other writers. I know. Any course that you're involved with has the instructors more. There's also like a life coaching course. That's very Because you're so awesome. That's very sweet. There's, I know. There's more information about it on my website. Once again, carriejonesbooks.blog. You can never say that too much. carriejonesbooks.blog. And what else are you doing, love? Am I doing anything else? Well, I mean, <laughs> you, know, you, you edit I'm, people's work. I'm teaching at the writing barn. I edit people's work. I You can find me on Readsy. I'm writing my own books. What else are you doing, boo? Me? Yeah, man. Oh, I'm just doing my regular work. But, but we are going to start formatting people's books also. Woo! And we will be doing print edition and e-book. E-books. So we're all one. Types of formatting styles. Right. So you can so, come to us and we will yeah, clean like up your grammar. Yeah, we're a full service yeah, man. book prep slash publishing house. Yeah. Only thing we're not doing is cover design. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Once again, that will have to land back in your on your desk, though, because I unless people want stick figures for the covers all <laughs> the time. The ever. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Every book's a kid's book here. <laughs> Like 80s font, like, yeah, right. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> I'll do the Kama Sutra cover with stick figures. No, <laughs> uh, it always goes back. To no, it's just an example of how it could be deceptive because it's stick figures, but you never know what's inside. Anyways, we're gonna end it here. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And you stay healthy and strong, okay? Yeah, because we need you in this Stay's world. Home.